This is the one. This is it. This is the fucking podcast of all podcasts. Podcasts. It's the motherfucking Holy Grail. Holy Grail. It's like. It's like. Get the fuck out of here. that we'd be shocked if we walked through some of our schools today from USA Today. Today's schools are cursed by an increase in swearing with language that would stand a sailor's hair on end. In a recent poll of high school principals, 89% said they face profane language every day. How sad, Jack. Our teenagers you are now listening to the world's stupidest podcast ever. <laughs> This is the GTFOH podcast. We have no idea what the fuck we're doing. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's up, my motherfucking people? You know what time it is. It's time for the GTFOH podcast, you treacherous bitches. Yeah. Welcome back, motherfuckers, to the GTFOH podcast. You know who it is. Your boy recognized. My friends call me Rec. It's Billboard Baggins if you're nerdy and Billy Baggins if you're nasty. Welcome back to the show. Episode 15. Still here. Still holding on for dear life. I am fucking exhausted. Let me tell you. Um, I didn't get a lot of sleep last night. Slept maybe like four and a half hours, four hours. Uh, had us had a session at the Mayday studio and then my kids decided to wake up at like 6:30 and then uh, it's been like a full non-stop day with them like from top to bottom and it's just been I've been trying to get work done and get prep, prep for the show but it's just been a long day so shout out to all my parents out there because the struggle is real uh, the struggle is real I don't know what I thought I was getting into when I had kids but it was it's it's even it's light years more labor intensive than I expected it to be. Uh, so they're cool and shit. My kids are fun, but I just want to say to all the parents out there, respect because I know what y'all are going through. Uh, especially the parents who have kids that go to school already and they're now home from school and you're having to like fucking homeschool them by force. Like you didn't choose to homeschool them, but you're homeschooling these little motherfuckers and it's not easy. It's definitely not easy. I'm I'm lucky in the sense that our kids haven't they're still so young, they haven't gone to school yet. So it's really to them it's nothing has changed. They're just they're just kicking it. It's just another day. But for me, um you know, it's just it, it's tiring. But it's yeah, it's it's the same kind of routine. It's not like yeah, you know, it's not like they they would be at school for me anyway. So what I'm saying is I'm tired, but it's all good because I feel I feel the 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 current of the world starting to turn up in our favor. Um, And I mean that in the sense of what I told you all last week, which is you can feel everybody starting to get antsy, starting to get tense. They want to get out there. They want to get their freedom on. And the dumb shit is just piling in, baby. Like I'm exhausted. Been trying to research the show while taking care of my kids all day and literally I didn't even have to really look for stories. Stories were hitting me in the face like as the day progressed. That that normally doesn't happen. I have to kind of dig around for these kind of stories. But this week, stories were just falling out the woodwork. A few of y'all sent me some stories that were dope. And and then I was just finding some. I just found some of these like just flipping through my email. You know what I mean? Um, I, and then, of course, I dug a few up as well. But um. Yeah, I mean, uh, let's uh, like I got to get this show done and actually get some rest tonight. So uh, let's just get right to it and fucking give me some head. 
headlines. At 11, pay more at the grocer, but getting less will tell you how to get the most. The fuck are you doing? We need to acknowledge an unfortunate mistake that I made and one of the teases we bring to you before this program. While we were live just after 10 o'clock, I said a word that many people find offensive. I'm truly sorry. It was a mistake on my part, and I sincerely apologize. See how tired I am? I'm fucking tired. I'm so tired, I forgot to shout out my monthly supporters. Damn, that's terrible. Like, y'all are here waiting for me to mispronounce your names and shit so you can get 25% off RecShop.com, and I'm fucking up skipping it. Come on now. Let me. We got a few new folks, so let me give a shout out to everybody. Shane Lawson, Christina Valenzuela, Amanda, uh, Kaylee Carr, Paul Reed, Cat Will, Samantha Robinson, Coley Omer, Declan Johnston, Latasha Mayhew, uh, Rob Rosso, Casey Robins, uh, actually, that's Casey Robbins. Ooh, oh, you almost got me. You almost got me. We talked about this last week. Double B. Randy Caton, uh, Brandon Mullen, uh, Denny, my guy Denny up in uh, in Canada, um, uh, Norman, my dude Norm, and Gia Saucedo. Uh, so, yeah, family, thank you so much for supporting. You are the motherfucking sponsors of this show, and I appreciate you guys more than you can know. And I also got to give a special shout-out to all my Wrecking Crew members out there. You guys are the fucking truth. Come join us. Come join the madness that is the crazy family. We just we, we just literally started um, embarking on this EP process. So if you want to come get down with us, it's patreon.com forward slash recognize. Uh, so come holler at us. Anyways... Let's get right into it. Um, you know, there's 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 starting to be reopenings now in all these places. Uh, a little, you know, some restaurants are starting to get it open slowly. You know, you have to be six feet away. They can only have twenty five percent of the the capacity filled. Whatever, whatever. But there's one opening that the people in this establishment are hoping to not have to endure any longer. And that is, um, the opening of a woman who laid down at an Ikea in China and started pleasuring herself. Goddamn. Get the fuck out of here. Okay, folks, let's just get a grip. This is, we've gone from zero to a hundred real quick because last week it was like everybody was timid to come outside it's unless the unless it's the beach if it's the beach everybody throws all caution to the wind but a lot of other people are a little bit cautious to go outside this fucking voyeuristic lovely lady decided you know what fuck that i'm gonna go to ikea and i'm gonna do it myself i'm fucking get it on um the swedish furniture company is kindly reminding folks not to masturbate while shopping after footage of a woman doing just that went viral on chinese social media now when when a when footage of a, of a lady masturbating goes viral on chinese social media you know it's going down because the chinese social media and media in general is pretty restrictive if i'm not mistaken so for that to slip through the cracks damn they really on some shit uh, in the raunchy clip, you see a half-dressed woman touching herself while sitting on sofas, chairs, and beds displayed throughout the store. You know, you you've been to IKEA. That's just big as fuck. You could get lost in there before you know for a little while before somebody sees you doing some stupid shit. So she probably went through all the different rooms, and this is a nice room. Oh, this kind of turns me out. Oh shit! 
oh my god look at the lamp section like i could just see her walking through the store and getting busy in all these different corners of the fucking store um at one point in the video you see other shoppers walk by and get a little get a little bit more more of a peep show than they were in they were they were expecting to get in the old ikea and then of course for good measure the the asian woman chinese woman uh twerks for the camera one time because if if there's one thing i think about um when i hear the words uh asian masturbation and ikea it's twerking that's the first thing i thought of um of course ikea is very concerned this could become a trend <laughs> i hope it becomes a challenge that would be tight what would we, what would we call the challenge you gotta we gotta come up with a spiffy name for the challenge like i'm not gonna come up with a name for the challenge because i could barely think straight right now but <clears throat> i'm looking at y'all I'm going to need y'all to come up with this challenge name. We need something. Uh, you know, the do, I guess do-it-yourself challenge or the or the, the splurkin-splukin. You know, like every Ikea furniture got some weird-ass name. We need something cool. Somebody who slept uh, more than four hours last night, y'all come up with that name. Holler at me. Because uh, they need to turn this into a challenge. Everybody should just go to their local Ikea that's, like, not even fully open yet and and get busy on themselves uh ikea is reminding shoppers to visit stores in a quote orderly and civilized way uh so yeah um now they're also beefing up security in stores so if you go to ikea in the near future and they end up giving you a full cavity search you can blame this bitch who is unnamed at this moment they got a picture of her but it's fuzzy and also, you know, I don't, I don't think you'd be able to pick her out of a fucking an Ikea lineup. You know what I'm saying? I don't The picture's not that detailed. But the point is, just to open up the show, uh, don't jerk off in Ikea, okay? Uh, I think it'll be better for everybody. It'll just be, it'll be safer. It'll be cleaner. It'll be just more, just, it'll just be better for the world. So uh, lesson one in this episode, don't jerk off in Ikea. Get the fuck out of here. Moving right along. If you're anything like me in this quarantine, you have been hammering the fucking delivery, the food delivery, the delivery services, the Uber Eats, the motherfucking Postmates, the Grubhubs. Them shits is getting hammered. We talked about this earlier in the show. If you're using these services, some of our listeners be driving for them services. Tip these motherfuckers, man. Like on a regular, normal day, tip them. You know what I'm saying? Even if it's just a couple bucks, whatever you can afford, it don't got to be the full 20%, 15% that Uber like suggests or whatever. Just give them something for, you know what I mean? Shit. I'll just be, every time I use the app, I still, I still say often that this is amazing. Technology is amazing. Like I could literally just like put in an order and then all of a sudden somebody just brings the food. Like, and I, I mean, obviously, it's a relatively old concept, like delivery, you know, pizza delivery, food delivery, like a lot of places deliver and shit. But I don't know, the technology behind it, just punching in an app, you don't talk to nobody, and then the food just gets delivered, and it's always by a different person, it's just like crazy to me. So I don't know. I appreciate those people. Anyways, besides the fact that people need to tip more, especially in these current circumstances, because to be out there delivering yawn some shit, you, you, you know what I mean? It's not the best time to be running around in the streets. So I, I be tipping it every, every fucking time. But, um, yeah, what happened to this lady in Philadelphia is she, she tried to order a pizza from what she thought was like a local restaurant 
and she was all hype and shit. Oh yeah, Pascalis, this is a dope spot in the city. And I'm like helping out local mom and pop independent business. And then she got her pizza. And when she got the pizza, it was strangely reminiscent of another pizza place in town. You might have heard of it. It's called um, Chuck uh, Chucky e. Cheeses. Yeah. Um, you know, the chain, the chain restaurant where they have like the animatronic animals and arcade games and smells like feet all the time for some weird reason. Um, so yeah, uh, basically this lady placed her Grubhub order and she thought she, like I said, she was thought, she thought she was getting it from Pascali's Pizza and Wings, right? Um, when she got it, she tech, she, I don't know, it doesn't say what signified her, um, but she saw the food and she got suspicious. I'm wondering, like, what, what tipped her off if they tried to, like, pass it off as a different place. She texted her Grubhub driver and asked, was this food from Chuck E. Cheese? Now, the driver responded when he picked the order up that Chuck E. Cheese had the logo for the wing restaurant on the windows, but it was at Chuck E. Cheese's. And now when this lady's husband started investigating, because they were fucking probably pissed, like, they tried to order some hot shit and got Chuck E. Cheese's, like, fuck. Um... Pascali P. Peak Plate is the name of the fictional chef in the Chuck E. Cheese universe. So they started a side business called the Pascali's Restaurant. But it's got the same street address as Chuck E. Cheese. And to make shit even more weird, there is a real restaurant in Philadelphia in West Philly called Pascali's, spelled exactly the same way, but with no affiliation and no connection. So it's very like easy to think that you may be ordering from a real place because if you look this place up you'll actually see a real place called pascali's that has a history and everything um so philly is uh one of the places where chuck e cheese is offering to go pizza from a pascali's right so there's dozens of of different listings for pascali's in denton texas oceanside california uh skokie illinois and all of them are being run out of a chuck e cheese right um, another Grubhub employee said, uh, this happens a lot at Grubhub and they call it a virtual kitchen, a virtual kitchen, which is basically they use places when they want to try and like have a different concept. They create uh, more income for the business, but it's a delivery situation only. So you don't really, you couldn't go there even if you wanted to, um, so yeah, uh, CEC Entertainment owns uh, uh, owns fucking Chuck E. Cheese's, and they own some slick shit. You got to give it to them. Um, and they basic their comment was Pascali's Pizza and Wings, named after another favorite member of Munch's make believe band, shares kitchen space with the Chuck E. Cheese restaurant, ensuring high quality fresh ingredients. Yeah, come on, bro. High quality fresh ingredients. I've never used any of those words in the same sentence when I went to fucking Chuck E. Cheese. I'm sorry. Uh, Pascali's Pizza and Wings recipes use fresh, homemade pizza dough, just like Chuck E. Cheese. But it is a different pizza that features a thicker crust and extra sauce, giving consumers a more flavorful, more premium pizza experience. Fuck yeah! While Pascali's Pizza and Wings recipes are currently only available for delivery, select items might be added to the Chuck E. Cheese menu in the future. So basically... You can order from this bootleg Chuck E. Cheese fake restaurant and then also just know that this is Chuck E. Cheese food for real. And then they consider this food good enough or on par enough, should I say, to put into Chuck E. Cheese. Now, I'd be so fucking heated if I ordered what I thought was going to be some hot shit. I'm like, oh, I'm ordering Lucali's or whatever in Brooklyn and shit. And all of a sudden, fucking motherfucking Chuck E. Cheese shows up 
God damn. And then like, you know them times when you order food delivery and then you fuck it off and you you order it so late that by the time it gets there, you you could murder the person that's delivering it. You're so hungry. You're like, the hangerness is like so high. And then you're like so hype and you're about to turn that corner and just devour it and endorphins are going to run through your body. But then when you open up the thing, something's fucked up with the order. But you know that rage that you get? I be getting that shit. And I'm like a zen. I'm like zenned out like a motherfucker. I'm just super jaded and cynical, but I'm peaceful as fuck. But all I'm saying is, if I got Chuck E. Cheese, somebody's got to die. Get the fuck out of here. All right. This is a weird one. I don't even know if this one's funny for real, but whatever. We're just going to talk about it for a second and keep it moving. Because uh, we have a lot of shit to carry, cover on the show. And, and like I said, my brain is slowly melting. So uh, we're going to St. Louis for this one. Assistant police chief sues St. Louis, claims he was passed over for chief because he's white. Goddamn. Wow, there's a lot to unpack here. Hold on a second. Let's check this out. Uh, the assistant police chief for the St. Louis Metropolitan Police Department suing the city and the police department, claiming he was passed over the, for the position of chief uh, of police because of his race. In the lawsuit filed on May 1st, happy May Day, Lieutenant Colonel Lawrence O'Toole, who is white, claims that city public safety director Jimmy Edwards told him if Jason Stockley didn't happen, you would be the police chief. Now, who is Jason Stockley? I'm guessing maybe St. Louis folks know about him. I have no idea. So basically, the former police officer Jason Stockley was found not guilty of murder in 2017 while O'Toole was acting police chief, setting off protests in the city and in St. Louis County. O'Toole claims in the suit that Edwards' statement is proof that he did not receive the job because of his race, which is technically a violation of the Missouri Human Rights Act. Something tells me that the Missouri Human Rights Act is often being enacted for the wrong reasons um, and maybe not for the actual ones that it was meant to. All right. Anyways, that's besides the point. This is not the first time O'Toole has formally complained about not getting the police chief job. He filed complaints with the U.S. Equal Employment Opportunity Commission and the Missouri Commission on Human Rights in 2018, alleging racism over the selection process. In February, the state commission issued a notice of his right to sue. Uh, Edward said on Tuesday that he was very, very clear with O'Toole about why he was not hired as chief. I gave him several reasons why he did not get the job and race was not one of them. He said the city's response to O'Toole's human rights complaint was 18 pages and was, quote, very telling. Edward said in light of the response, he was a little surprised that he continued this. So in the suit now, this guy O'Toole claims ongoing retaliation against him has caused lost wages, non-diagnosed emotional pain. He should get like a support, uh, like kookaroo or something. Suffering, humiliation, embarrassment, mental anguish, inconvenience, and loss of enjoyment of life. What do you think he's asking for? Well, he's asking for compensatory. How, is that, how do you say that word? Com compensatory? Compensatory. I told you, bro, my brain is melting. We we should do a drinking game for every time that my brain melts a little bit. But then you guys, there's no way for you guys to know. All right, all right. Let me, let me just get it to get myself together. All right, he's asking for whatever the fuck that is, damages in excess of $25,000, pre-judgment interest, and attorney fees. So that's happening. Um, yeah. St. Louis. St. Louis always got some shit going on. I don't know. Do you think he was passed over for the job because he was white or maybe his handling of that situation that, you know, when the guy got off, not guilty. I don't know. I don't even know. 
But whatever, fuck it. Regardless, we're going to stamp it. Get the fuck out of here. All right, here's one that I'm passionate about saying that we can definitely give a stamp to. Quantum, which is a data storage company, um, is now under pressure from lawmakers to return their loan that they received from the Federal Paycheck Protection Program. Now, for those who don't know, I'm sure most of you know, but those who don't know, there is this Federal Protection uh, Paycheck Protection Program for small businesses that is basically meant to pad the the hits that people are taking from the coronavirus pandemic right so you know you're thinking okay small businesses who's eligible you know it must be you know the little little mom and pop bakery down the street uh you know technically on paper it's supposed to be for whoever's under 500 employees so i mean small business up to 500 employees 500 is a lot of motherfuckers i can't even imagine employing five so 500 is crazy but this company uh is one of five public companies asked by a House panel last week to return their funding immediately. Um, they told CBS Money Watch that they plan to respond to the letter, uh, but they do not plan to give back the loan. Fuck y'all, we are keeping the money. Another company singled out by the panel is called Me Medex gotta be pharmaceutical company maybe i don't know they announced late friday it would return their ppp loan a few hours after receiving the house lawmakers letter um the paycheck program provides low interest government-backed loans aimed at businesses with 500 or fewer employees the loans do not have to be repaid if businesses retain their workers and use 75 percent of the proceeds on payroll paying their employees the subcommittee's actions follow widespread outrage over the fact that hundreds of public companies have tapped the emergency relief fund. Dra- tapped? They drained that motherfucker fast. Um, and many small businesses, like real small businesses, some of my friends' small businesses, uh, remain unable to get any aid whatsoever. Meanwhile, you got Quantum uh, talking they shit. Um, they have the letters claiming that Quantum has 800 employees. And the, they, uh, they also have the ability to raise funds from existing investors. So they're asking that the funds be returned immediately. Um, are you wondering how much money it is? Because I don't think I said it yet, did I? I don't think I said it yet. Well, guess what? It's 10 motherfucking million dollars. 10 million dollars. God damn. What the fuck? As of Monday, this company, Quantum, had a market capitalization of $173 million. The company had 2019 sales of $418 million and an operating profit of just over $19 million. A message on the company's website said that Quantum's open for business and that employees are expected to work remotely. So they're working, they're taking, they're, they're, they're getting businesses coming through, they got their employees at home. God damn. But they got that 10 milli and they happily took that shit. Think about $10 million, how much if you spread that out could really like help real, like real, real deal small businesses. I don't know. I guess, I mean, every, every company that ha- that's eligible has the right to take that money, whether or not it's ethical or not. I know the Lakers had to return their shit. Um, and there's a few companies, Shake Shack, return their shit. But and if this company has 800 employees, they're just not even eligible. So uh, let's go ahead and stamp them. Get the fuck out of here. All right, um, if you have had the blessing to ever visit uh, Portland, Oregon, you'll know that Portland, Oregon is one of them special places in the country where 
there's just a vibe when you get there. There's a certain like thing in the air. It's like a very cool, like, I don't know, the people, the food, the weather, the fucking, I don't know. It's just a very cool place and also a very weird, strange place, but all in a good, in a good way. Um, <clears throat> but meanwhile, across the country, you got coronavirus canceling tons of events. Uh, but there's one thing that coronavirus can't get, you know, especially not in Portland, Oregon. And that's the world naked by, 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 blah, blah, the world naked bike ride. Did y'all know this is a thing? I've never even heard of the world naked bike ride, bike ride. I've never heard of it. Um, apparently it, it takes, I mean, obviously by its name, you would gather that it takes place around the world, but in cities like St. Louis, London, San Francisco, they've called off the nudie bike ride. They're like, nah, nah, we good on that. We don't need that right now. We got enough problems. Fuck the nudists and their bike ride. But Portland's like, bring on the fucking nudie bikes. We need some entertainment. Portland's chapter of the World Naked Bike Ride is simply tweaking their June 27th occasion to prevent the spread of COVID-19, which will mean encouraging bikers to ride at any time, anywhere, and to maintain six feet of social distancing. Damn, we should do the drinking game tonight because I'm not editing out none of this shit. This is you're gonna get me at my rawest right now. I'm fucking running on, running on empty, you bitch. Um. So yeah, so normally everybody would gather up in a gang and go riding naked. But now they're telling people, ride at any time, anywhere. So so does that mean that you, does the law not apply? Does that mean you could just, I guess on that day that you're, you're free to just ride your bike naked? That's, cr- I mean, and then let's like, I could be, I could see maybe getting brave enough to go ride your bike with a ton of people. And then you're like, oh, I'm one, I'm in the crowd. Like I'm not just one like naked person, you know, it's cool I, in the crowd. I can blend in, but then you're just going to be encouraged to go ride it on your own and then be like, oh, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to ride down the street right now. I'm just going to take a ride. Uh, all right, honey, I'll be back. I'm just going to take a ride, but I'm naked. It seems a little bit, I don't, I don't know how they're going to figure that out. Um... It might take even more courage than usual, but if any city has the creativity to make it fun, it's Portland. That is the Pedal Palooza organization uh, head who oversees the event, and he was quoted as stating, The Bear It All jaunt saw 10,000 riders in Portland last year, 10,000 naked motherfuckers. Uh, the altered event could take on varying forms. Those who prefer not to risk their health just to pedal in their birthday suits uh, can ride their bikes indoors at home, for example. So if you got a Peloton, you could just pop, hop on that motherfucker butt naked and just, mm, you know, till your gooch is sweating. Uh, if you decide to participate in a public ride, though, we recommend that you wear a face mask, though coronavirus isn't spread through um, genital. This is written in the article. I'm not freestyling this uh, through genital secretions or sweat. If someone coughs or spits on you, you could be in a world of hurt. While visibility for the events causes to encourage body positivity and raise awareness about cyclist safety. Um, I don't really see how that works, but all right, cool. If I see a tr- like a gang of motherfuckers roll by on their bikes and they're butt naked, the last thing I'm thinking about is that how safe they're being or how cyclist safety is at risk. I'm like, wow, you know what? That group of hairy, naked, fucking weirdos. They just made me really think I'm going to get out there and I'm, I need to fucking become an activist for cyclist safety. <laughs> I don't see it. I'm not seeing it. Hey, hey, more power to you though, because I'm not doing it, and I, I don't give a fuck. Coronavirus or no, I'm not getting on my bike 
naked and riding anywhere. But more power to you. And to all the girls that could do it, that are fucking, that are out there, you know what I mean? More power to you and respect. Because, hey, I'd, I'd rather see a flock of beautiful women roll by on their bikes naked with their, you know, being proud of their bodies uh, than, like, you know, some, like, hairy dudes like me and shit. So, anyways, um, hey, have fun on your ride. And if not... Get the fuck out of here! No doubt. Um... We have a lot to pack into this episode, even though I'm I'm like I'm like half a human right now. So let's just go straight to the one and only. You know where it is. Okay, so I think you should use this idea for your Florida Florida segment and get the out out of here. So I came up with get on the Florida because when the cops come arrest you with their handcuffs, they're like. Get on the floor so that they can put the handcuffs on. And since it's about Florida and all the crazy stuff that happens there, which is usually involved with the cops, so get on the floor, duh, is Florida. And also, get on the floor, duh. I mean, get on the floor. So I think you should use it because I'm smart. Get on the floor. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. There is... Uh, many times that I've told you guys before about the paradise. Um, I mean, at least in my part of Florida, I can't speak for the whole state, right? But yes, Florida is a crazy place. But regardless, even in the craziest places, Florida is mostly a beautiful spot. From top to bottom, the weather's always dope. If you, you know, if you can stand the heat and humidity, and um, I just, it's got a vibe. It's got a vibe, you know. And there, obviously, it gets a little more southern. When you go up north, you know, Miami, South Florida is way kind of different than the rest of the state, but. Regardless of how paradise, paradisical this whole state can be, there is one place that does sometimes make me feel the deepest, darkest rage, and that is the Publix Deli counter. That's right. Um, I don't know if it, it's like it's 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 I run into trouble there because of the language barrier. Really, is what it is. But sometimes I also just feel that the ladies that work at my Publix Deli counter, they just be miserable as fuck. You know what I'm saying? And I'll be going in there all, I'll be tap dancing, tiptoeing, and being all, hey, how you doing me? Oh, hi, yeah, can I get a half a pound of, uh, and I'm putting like, put my, the pitch of my voice up and shit, and just try to look as like unthreatening as possible when I'm asking for maple glazed turkey breast or whatever, you know? Boar's head, yeah, please. Um, But sometimes they just, the attitude is crazy. And then people that are on the other end of like waiting for that, like, you know, because crowds be gathering at these motherfucking deli counters. Sometimes I go and I'm like, I look, I survey the situation and I'm like, fuck this. I'll just buy some package bullshit or skip this bullshit because I don't even, I'm like trying not to eat that shit too much anyways. So, um, I could see where rage could build up in a crazy way at the deli counter. And if rage is ever going to tip over and, uh, explode in a way, there's only one place that it can happen. Get on the floor. <laughs> and you know exactly where it is inside of our beautiful epical fantastical world of florida orlando baby let's go disney world's closed motherfuckers which means i gotta go seek out thrills somewhere else the orlando police department is seeking a man who pulled out a gun at a Publix on saturday the man pulled out a gun at the deli counter of the store on 4606 south kirkman road following an, an argument with another patron police said no shots were fired and nobody was injured, but the incident caused patrons and employees to flee the store. The suspect also fled, so he got away. 
he looks like a white, older white dude with a fila shirt on, a mask, gloves. He's got a hat and sunglasses over the hat. You know the kind of dudes that put their sunglasses over their hats? He's one of those dudes. Um, a, now, this is the part that made me laugh. So, obviously, these two, these two dudes got into a fight. Maybe he took his number. Maybe he's trying to skip him. Who the fuck knows? But then, so he pulls the gun, right? And he's like, yo, man, fuck that shit. I'm, I'm getting my motherfucking Capicola, bitch. And the other dude was like, man, bitch, oh, shit, he got a gun. I'm out of here. Fuck this shit. I don't, need, I don't need my meats that bad. And then the whole store panics and everyone runs out. Now, this is the part that I was like, oh, man, America. A second man inside the store, separate from the whole incident, was also armed and drew his weapon when he heard the panic to protect his own life um, after he heard there was an armed gunman in the store. So uh, they reviewed the store video, and then no charges were brought up against the second guy who pulled out his gun. So just imagine you're in Publix, and then you hear a scream, oh, shit, somebody got a gun at the fucking deli counter. He's going crazy. And then you see the dude next to you in the fucking cereal aisle. He's like, oh, shit, fuck that. Pulls out his shit. Crazy. What a world. What a world. So next time you're in Publix, make sure uh, you be as calm and collected as you can at the deli counter, all right? Because there's motherfuckers out here that are not fucking around for their deli meat. Get on the floor. <laughs> all right. This story I had to include in the show because not for nothing, this is the one out of 15 episodes now, 15 weeks of this show, one story has been sent to me the most times. In this in a week and it's been this story um <clears throat> give me gains or give me death florida gym goers protest lockdown with push-ups Get on the floor. <laughs> yeah fuck yeah oh god demonstrators rallied outside a courthouse as some pointed out if push-ups can be done outdoors then they can be done anywhere ain't that the fucking truth um, on Monday, a group of gym goers assembled outside the courthouse in Clearwater, Florida. We in Clearwater today, waving American flags while doing push-ups and squats on camera. The protesters held up placards saying, give me gains or give me death, and we will not comply. <laughs> We're not gonna take it. I wanna fucking work on my abs, bitch. Um, oh God. Florida's in the process of reopening pretty quickly after its state-mandated shutdown. Beaches have already reopened. We covered that. And gyms are pegged to open up their doors again in the second phase of Governor Ron DeSantis' reopening plan. But it's hard to tell. So it's hard to tell exactly what the protesters are angry about. But they want to get into their gym right now. Give me gains or give me death. Uh, video footage shows the protesters doing claps in between push-ups, claiming this will be the fittest protest in America. People have lost their damn minds. Um, but the uncanny tactic may have backfired as people are now publicly asking, if you can do push-ups on the pavement in front of a courthouse, why do you need the gym to be open? Get the fuck out of here! That's a great question. That is a fucking great question. Bruh, not for nothing... I got the P90X shit. I be doing that. Sh I do it at the crib every day for the last like two two weeks straight. I've been doing it every day, and like, what the fuck? I don't know. It's I like the gym too, but but really, are we? I'm we on protest for that. What I was saying on Twitter earlier today was, can you imagine sitting through all the injustice that's happened in the world in the last, let's just say, I don't know, three years, right? Let's just say for Trump's presidency. You know, I know, I know, I know. Yes, yes, I know. I'm just saying for the last three years. Um, let's say you sit through all that 
injustice, all these inequality, racial, gender, fucking the middle class getting pummeled, all that shit. And this is the thing that you decide you want to activate on? Not being able to get into fucking Planet Fitness? Get the fuck out of here. Let's just, come on, bro. Give me one, give me one. Get the fuck out of here. That's insane. Come on. Like, really? I, I don't I don't I don't understand. Um... Some protesters, uh, some protesters said that they take issue with the broader government shutdown and its economic impact on the fitness industry. Fuck yeah! Rather than just the right to bench press, Travis Labazel, a Florida gym owner who attended the protest, now if you're a gym owner, I could see why you protest. You're trying to get your shit. You're trying to get your, you know, you're trying to get make your ends meet. I'm not mad at him as as much as I am the fucking idiots that came and were like, we need to get in because we need. Uh, so Travis is posting about job losses and financial hardship in the fitness industry on his Instagram. Yes, we know we can work out outside. He said in a statement, clarifying what the protest was about. Thousands of employees need to go back to work. Members need their mental health and to stop overwhelming uh, Florida's har- horrible workers compensation system. The Basil's gym has been closed for more than two months since the shutdown and millions have been lost in the fitness industry in Florida. A recent Tampa Bay Times investigation with the New York Times found that Floridians who took matters into their own hands and decided to stay home while officials debated closing may have stemmed the spread of the virus in the state. Although Florida has reported 40,982 confirmed cases and 1,700 deaths, it has avoided a bigger catastrophe than was initially expected. It's not yet known when the second phase of reopening will begin in Florida as the state waits for evidence of a rebound and resurgence of COVID-19 cases before making the next move. Give us gains or give us death. I need to fucking get in there and bench press. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so shout out to everybody who sent me that story. It's too many to, too many of y'all sent that to me to list who sent it to me. So shout out. You know who the fuck you are. Give me gains or give me death. Um, all right, let's go again. Get on the floor <laughs> This one's a quick one. I just want to mention it because it's just zany as fuck. I'm not going to go super hard on this one. But um, Monroe County, Florida. Florida man and woman arrested for shooting flare gun at two people that were serving legal papers. The the mugshot is epic. The mugshot... Low key, one of the, they look like a like your grandma and your grandpa, basically. They're, they're like in their 70s. And one of these dudes looks like one of my, my, one of my old high school buddies' dad, for real. Like, I was like, holy shit, Mr. Shoemaker? Oh, my God. He kind of looks like my, my guy. Um, anyways, a 75-year-old woman named Carol Hardwood was also um, arrested for resisting arrest, uh, along with William Nash, who's 79, um, according to Monroe County deputies. Uh, deputies responded to a home at the 200 block of Colson Drive in Monroe County at about 8.20 p.m. about a shots fired call. When they arrived, they found Harwood yelling at a man who said he and another woman were trying to serve legal papers at the home. The man said Harwood charged at him and fell down before deputies arrived. This motherfucker, goddamn, my hip, my hip, help, I've fallen, and I'm trying to flare gun this motherfucker. Uh, Monroe County deputies said Harwood refused to follow orders and pulled away when they tried to detain her. She looked mad as fuck. She looks mean. She looks like, she don't look like grandma that makes you cookies. She looks like fucking... She looks like <laughs> she looks like Ray Finkel's mom, you know, but like old, or way older, and way more pissed off. Um, 
Nash came down the stairs with his arms raised. Monroe County deputy said he admitted to shooting at the man with a flare gun and that he'd been drinking earlier that night. Yeah, fuck yeah. The woman said Harwood became combative while she and her colleague were trying to serve papers, according to Monroe County deputies. The man moved away back to his car when Nash shot a flare gun at the man and woman from the balcony. The man who was a process server, that's what, uh, what's his name was in uh, Pineapple Express? Uh, fucking... Seth, uh, Seth Rogen, he was a process server, if I'm not mistaken. So Seth Rogen came up, not really, but, you know, got his legally concealed firearm and pointed it at Nash while telling him to stop shooting the flare gun. Damn, so Seth Rogen was fucking armed. Tight. Monroe County deputy said more flares were fired, which narrowly missed the man with one bouncing off the hood of his car. The man did not fire his weapon during the incident. He didn't want that smoke. He held Nash at gunpoint until the deputies arrived. The man had video footage of the incident and showed it to deputies. Oh, are we going to see the footage? Oh, we don't have the footage. That sucks. Deputies said the home smelled like gunpowder, and they also found multiple empty flare casings. So they arrested Grandpa Nash uh, for aggravated assault with a firearm and use of a firearm while under the influence of alcohol. And then Harwood was arrested for resisting arrest and battery and also making football-shaped cookies and wishing that Dan Marino got gonorrhea and died in hell. Get on the floor. <laughs> Man, don't don't try to serve. I want to know what they were. What were the papers for? They don't say that in the in the news in the report. Like what what was what was Grandma and Grandpa getting papers served for? Making meth? Like because what? Like golly, like what what is the papers that you would get served for that you'd be so pissed off that you had a flare gun the person delivering to him the dude's just doing his job you know what i'm saying process server's not the person that brought this charges on you they just the messenger for real you know what i'm saying that's like they like like if a bill collector calls me and i'm like i'm gonna fucking kill your family fuck you you know and i'm like he's like damn i i just work for visa i don't even i'm it's not my money i'm not, i'm just calling you as much as it's my job bro what the fuck goodness gracious uh, of course there's many more articles about florida's beaches reopening for a day i just wanted to mention thousands of people f like they saying it looked like it was fourth of july on the beaches uh south florida beaches are still closed but uh the rest of like naples and some of these other places um <clears throat> they out here bro they got a picture of the beach in naples on may 9th and this shit is fucking cracking dude the fucking bro this picture that they have i'm gonna post it is intense is it is like it's july 4th it's crazy how many people are on this beach i don't know if these motherfuckers think that like salt water you know like kills virus or something i don't know i don't know what it is i don't really feel that comfortable yet to be in like a large crowd i don't know even on the beach i guess they just assume because it's hot they heard trump say it's hot like heat kills it or whatever i don't know no religion no politics i know i know i know i just said his name i'm just saying i'm not talking about any of the details get off get off my dick get off my dick all right thank you thank you thank you um we got one more um hey check this out guys this is just a this is just a PSA for any would-be criminals out there, especially Floridians. If you're going to um, get caught up in a murder case and there's a warrant out for your arrest, you maybe want to drive a vehicle that's not going to break down on you. Because in Orlando, my favorite place, the pinnacle of Florida bullshit, this Central Florida man with a murder warrant was arrested after his vehicle was disabled on I-4. Alex Antonunez, 26, of Plant City. He was arrested at 12.02 a.m. on Sunday, 
uh, on eastbound I-4 in Davenport. He was taken to Polk County Jail and faces several charges, including a felon possessing a firearm, felon possessing ammunition, shooting at or in a business, and a second-degree murder charge. God damn, Alex been busy. Alex has been like, fuck this quarantine shit, I'm gonna go get mine. Plant City detectives released a be on the lookout for a homicide suspect 8 p.m. Saturday. He was driving a four-door red Chevy. Not a good look for Chevy. Authorities had filed charges after a witness told them Antunes had shot a man with an AR-15 style rifle outside of his home. God damn. Then he pointed the rifle directly at the victim at close range and shot the victim multiple times. The identity of the victim is yet to be released pending notification of their next of kin. An FHP trooper was advised of a similar car disabled and sitting on the left emergency lane. So this dude broke down. The trooper arrived and found the vehicle with its emergency lights flashing and then spotted a male with no shirt carrying an umbrella and walking eastbound along the highway. The trooper had the man who was later revealed to be Antunes Antunes, get on the ground and handcuffed him. Go on. Come on, Ray. Hit me. Get on the floor. (laughs) This is the pinnacle of, of get on the floor right here. Antunes told the trooper about a 22 caliber silver gun that was strapped to his ankle upon questioning. However, when the trooper looked for the weapon, it was missing. Then he told the trooper he was shot in the leg, but the trooper found no sign of a gunshot wound anywhere on his body. And when asked if he had been injured, Antunes said he was not injured all of a sudden. So no, no the guy's making no sense whatsoever. Upon questioning, they found that... Uh, Antunes said his weapon must have fallen from his leg somewhere along the right shoulder of the highway, but they never found any weapon. Fucking poor Alex, bro. Poor guy. Come on. If you're going to take the time to murder somebody and do all this fucked up shit you be doing, just get, just find a better car. Shit, you never play Grand Theft Auto? You don't get, you don't steal the car that's going to break down. You know what I mean? And then you just get out and just, ah. There's a, I got to, to, to quote, the Dark Knight. This town deserves a better class of criminal, all right? Jesus Christ. Come on. Come on, Ray. Let him know. Get on the floor. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely warming up out there, folks. So be careful out there with what y'all doing and be careful where y'all going. Just stay away from the beach for a fucking minute. I know you missed the beach, but just just give it a rest, please. Um, yeah, the, the stories are coming fast and furious. People are getting out there and they're getting a stupid on. So we salute you, and the GTFOH world would like to let you all know simultaneously. Yeah, 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 100%. All right, let's go to this week's breakdown. Let's break it down. What up, Rec? It's Kat. I love your face so very much. Thank you so much for doing this podcast. Super fucking dope. Uh, This week's breakdown on the song should be One Way Trip. What's that about? I want to know the breakdown of that song. I super love your face again. Please keep doing this. It's super uplifting. And uh, I like to see this different side of your brain and how it works. Thinking about doing a podcast actually myself. And uh, it's kind of inspirational to see you come about doing this one. So keep up the good work. And uh, if you don't fuck with this podcast, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, Kat, that's Familia right there. That's my girl. For years now, we she's been taking care of us on the road, always shows us mad love when we come through. She's a big supporter of Strange, big supporter of Mayday, big supporter of Seth's crew. She's the truth, always in good spirits. Much love to you and the fam, Kat. Thank you so much. And I always, I've always said this in the past, It's there's no greater compliment than 
someone saying that they got inspired by something you do to do something to me that's the that's one of the best compliments because inspiration can be so tricky to come by sometimes especially when the world is in a, the state it's in so if you hear something that i don't know just knowing that something that you do motivated somebody else to do something that turns out to be something positive is very fucking uplifting and i i appreciate that so yeah do that cat start the podcast there's no better time to start it than now it's just like there's nothing to it but to do it um there's so many good tools to start uh start podcasts and um yeah it's just like i didn't really have the full like map out of what i want to do on this show and if you listen from the first episode to now you could tell i start to get my rhythm as the shows go on and i'm starting to get a better idea of what works what doesn't and i'm asking people and it's, it's a work in progress but there's no, you won't you won't be able to get that work in progress going until you start it so um definitely best of luck and, and holler if you need any you know if you got any questions or need any tips from somebody who's 15 episodes deep i'm not saying i'm an expert i'm just saying i might have you know i might be able to help but holler um so one-way trip here's what we're gonna do my mom who's an avid listener of the show shout out to you mom love you you're the best um she listens to the show all the time and she told me when i do the breakdowns it would be she she thinks it would be helpful and more enjoyable for the breakdown if i play the record first and uh especially for the people that haven't heard it uh because her wonderful significant other paul reed who's a supporter of the show shout out shout out um he hadn't heard mortuary mary so she was like oh i I wanted to play him the track i thought it was coming on so i'm like all right cool so that's what we're gonna do so let's listen to um one way trip real quick and catch a vibe and then we'll come back and talk about it I'll ever be back. I won't be back. I just found out. 
and friends You are to lend an ear, I'm feeling like waxing The poetic get it while it's copacetic I'm addicted to passion I'm addicted to action I'm addicted to grind See, I can't turn back to the past And why would I want to rewind? I'm fine most days, these micro pains I'm feeling a hypochondria I feel that it's just I can't wait to relate to the nights beyond us The nights we can wander And get lost with the monsters While they just keep trying to pin us to genres I'd sleep if I could, I probably should But my mind's live by day See, I'm on my hood and thinking what's good I'm watching the planes fly my way Thinking if I bite and bring you to my life I might not be worthy Or maybe I wouldn't deserve me It's tricky to know what the curve be From this concrete at the swap meet Where I'm steady trying to spot in black leaks It's a petty circus I do not keep Those around me who say that they not freaks Maybe we'll meet in the day shift Or out with the black and the gray splits However we ride to the gray Miss, it's surely to be a one-way trip, saying I just found out there's no way out I can't look back, it's a one-way trip I'm in here now, there's no way out I can't turn back, it's a Nothing but clenched nails, lips gone moot in the line of sight. Soloists in the same show that never went up. Sitting in the front row, staring at the stage, waiting for a standing ovation. Placing green paper on a pedestal's face for the lay of the land to get siphoned, schooled, and traced again. I mean, as if going crippled with a ripple of fucks and being hurled into a cubbyhole for the meaning of things wasn't enough. You could taste it on the wind's skin Tall vowels, moon burns and spearing vocals As all hands talked to each other Let the dust settle And burst of resolve during the gathering of hues It was no night to question belonging But rather answer to our calling Take it from the top Cause space and reflections live there Bear in mind though The eternal inhale is in talking tatters so with a late for work tempo, blink thrice and find a little made to be me breath. Cause we all return to air, crunchy water and dank dirt. We all return to air, bless. We can't turn back, it's a one way trip. Mm. Yeah, I'd have let the whole shit play. Technically, um, on the record, on the album, that those two tracks, like th those two pieces, basically uh, One Way Trip and um, Don't Rescue Me, which is the poem that Rudy Goblin does at the end, is split into two tracks. Um, and that's only because of a constraint on um on the track lengths uh sometimes we run into a little bit of trouble with royalties and contract shit at the label with uh tracks that are over five minutes uh it, it's just something with the 
the the statutory royalty rate that it goes up if a track is over five minutes uh so a lot of labels aren't amped on doing songs over five minutes unless it's absolutely necessary so we figured the best way to do it without ruffling any feathers or upsetting anybody would be to split those two so that's why the don't rescue me pieces by itself plus it's also kind of like a standalone piece in its own way and it ends the whole album you know but um yeah the track first of all the track is produced by burns um, I think he's very underrated as a beat maker, as a producer. He's very He doesn't really like to like put it out there that he's making beats, but he makes really dope beats. He's made beats since I first met him, um, and he's always been really good at it. And he has a cool, he has a good ear. And when he when he comes through and puts his mind to it, he can really make some really dope shit. Um, he did stay away from you on this on the same album. Um, he's done a few of our joints along the way, and um, I love this beat. And he. It's just got a vibe. And really what the song focus was is Search Party as a whole was an album where we were figuring out what the fuck happened to us, where we're at in our lives and our careers. So much had happened with Mayday from the beginning when it started as just Burns and Plex and then the group expanded and then we we got signed and to Strange and we went on this journey and did a couple tours and then things started to kind of fall apart a little bit and Plex left the group and then we had to bench uh, LT for because we couldn't take him on tour that that tour we didn't have space for the full drums and then we were a four-man group and then uh, Gianni stepped away and we became a three-man group and then we hired you know what I'm we've been through so many we hired uh, my, my guy Felix from Fusic and he played with us for a while and then we were back down to three so it's just it's been quite a journey and we're kind of like ser on search party we we're trying to figure out what the where we were at you know what i'm saying and where we were going and one way trip is our way of ending the album by kind of coming to terms with the fact that no matter what's going on uh no matter what's happened um you know who's come who's gone who's you know whatever it's just that we're accepting that like regardless this life is a one-way trip you know there's no you don't get to go back and do it over again you know what i mean it's just like from start to finish it's gonna be what it's gonna be and you gotta enjoy it for the ride because you don't get to you don't get to get online again and do it over you know what i mean unless you believe in reincarnation but we're just gonna operate right now under the assumption that you don't get to do it over again so Part of being happy in what you do in your life day to day is like accepting the fact that you can't do it again and just you have to be, just enjoy the ride for the ride, you know, and that's what we were doing on Search Party, which Search Party is like a very, in my personal opinion, is one of our most underrated albums. I think a lot of people got used to like a very high energy level from us so when we dialed it down on search party and we really smoothed it out um there's a few times where the album pops up in energy but for the most part it's very chill and a lot of it is kind of like slow and and dark and moody and i and i liked it at that point in time i really liked that vibe and i was very into that vibe for us and i think it just matched how introspective we were in terms of our whole careers you know what i'm saying so um yeah, that's basically it. It's really just about accepting the ride and um, and and being cool with that. And that's really and I I love ending the album like that. I think um, the album really like it just capped off the album on such in such a way. So yeah, if you haven't heard the album Search Party by Mayday, please go check it out. To me, it's 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 uh, no, it never gets brought up as like a favorite by anybody in our catalog. But to me, it's just highly underrated. I wouldn't say it's my favorite. But um, I would definitely say that there's a lot of really good fucking songs on there. And I just think overall it got it got slept on. I don't know. Also, I think it just had the weakest promotion. I don't know what was going on in the time of the industry or whatever. But I just felt like the promotion of that album was like next to nothing. You know, I don't know. I don't really know. I don't know if it's 
the industry, the label, our management, us. I don't know. I'm not blaming nobody. I'm just saying to me that album was underpromoted, you know. So check it out. Search Party by Mayday. If it's your vibe, it's your vibe. If it's not, catch you on the next one. Uh, thank you, Kat, for that breakdown. I got a few really good breakdown requests this week, so keep them coming. And if don't worry. If I didn't do yours yet, my plan is to knock them all out. Whoever's sending them, I got them in a list, and I will put you on, and we will break that shit down. So uh, if you haven't already sent one in, you know, hit the, hit the link in the show notes to drop me a message and put in your request for breakdowns uh, on a future episode, and I'll try to get to each and every motherfucking one. And we can talk about it because we got a lot of tracks in our catalog. So we can talk for many episodes about these records. Um, Cool. All right. Well, playing that song kind of extended this episode a little out further than normal. But um, I can't end the episode without doing a fucking line with my people. So let's do a few lines. Hey, what up, Rex? It's Rob. Calling in for technically the second time. Hopefully this one makes it through. Uh, I was just calling to ask, because I kind of went down this rabbit hole like a while back, as people like to do on YouTube, just watching like different videos, like music, features that you've done, interviews. I ended up coming across like the Five Fingers of Death freestyle that you did on Sway in the Morning. kind of goes way, way back in like 2012, I think. And uh, you can kind of tell when like people, when they freestyle, like what's pre-written and what's actually off the top. And you can tell that yours is off the top for sure. And there's that one beat that tripped you up, and you can tell it like it was kind of eating away at you. Have you ever wanted to go back on Sway and kind of like knock out the five fingers again? Because it's been, you know, eight years. You've kind of honed your craft a little bit better. Maybe you want to destroy that beat. Or were you kind of happy with, uh, with what you did that first time around? All right, man. Take care, brother. Rob, you finally made it through, man. Your line. Your line survived. And you dropped a couple other good ones, too, which we'll feature in future episodes for sure. That's my brother right there. Shout out to Rob in Buffalo. My guy, always fucking showing love and support. You're the man for that. Um, that's a good question. Here's here's my scoop on that, Five Fingers of Death. When we went and did Five Fingers of Death, how, you said it was like eight years ago now. When we did that, we were in the middle of like a heavy, heavy promotional run, right? And we had just worked on Take Me to Your Leader. And basically, we worked on Thrift Store Halos at the same time. Um, freestyling, real improv off the top, like, you know, freestyling is to me, and I, I think most people would say this, but to me, it's like a muscle. You know what I mean? It's like um, the more you do it, the better you get at it. And then if you haven't done it for a while, you can become rusty at that shit. You know what I'm saying? You can still be kind of good always at a base level. But the more you do it, the more often, the better you become, you know, the quicker your mind is. Um, so in that current period in time, I was not off the topping at all, at all. But um we were doing all this promo stuff. We weren't doing, you know, when we were younger and we were doing freestyle battles, we used to just cypher in the parking lot, in our cars. We like, that's all we did. We just rapped. You know what I'm saying? We didn't give a fuck about anything else. We didn't have any other responsibilities. We just rapped and we just were off the top all the fucking time. So I was real sharp. So when I go to battle, I never, you know, I would always be as sharp as I possibly could be because we were practicing all the time. Um, and then you start, when you start getting a little bit older, anyways, for me, um, and working on records and stuff, you're not really bursting into like freestyle ciphers as much anymore you know um my homie h2o is part of like they do this cypher in the park thing in hollywood that i've always wanted to go to um up in young circle cypher in the circle i think it's called i forget the exact name of it but it's a bunch of homies going out and ciphering like we used to do back in the day uh, at the jams and um 
I do love being around that. It takes me back, you know. So point being is when we did Five Fingers of Death, we, we got there and um, they either management, our management said to Sway or Sway remembered me from obviously the MTV battle. And he was like, hey, man, um, do you want to do the Five Fingers of Death thing? You know what I'm saying? Like we got this little thing. And I'm like, cool. Yeah, whatever. I'm, I never shy away from a challenge. But I didn't. I'm not I'm not the kind of MC that has a ton of verses memorized on deck never really been my steez i want to be that guy i do i do like i'm always amazed at these guys who go into the radio stations and they have 500 verses memorized uh to do quote unquote freestyles you know what i'm saying like and kick a verse on on command on any beat i always thought that was super impressive um I, I don't know what it is. I don't know if I don't, I don't study my shit enough. I just make music and keep it moving. I don't know. Or just my memory's not that good. I don't know what the fuck. Um, but I never been that dude. So when it came time to do five fingers of death, I didn't have five verses just lined up that I could just call up on the beats. And also being around sway kind of gave me the vibe. Like I wanted to throw it back to when we did the MTV battle in 2003 and I wanted to go off the top. So I, 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 didn't, I didn't say anything to him, but in my head, I'm like, yo, fuck it, I'm going to go off the top, you know? But imagine, this is the first time, when I did Five Fingers of Death, it was the first time I'd gone off the top in fucking, I mean, like, really off the top cypher style in, in at least a year, you know? I, I, I can't remember the last time before that, that I had gone off the top. It might have been... Nah, it, it might be years, you know, so it had been a long time and um, it's something you never forget how to do, but I just felt rusty for sure. And I feel like it, it showed, you know, so when I see the five fingers of death now, it's not a performance that I'm like super proud of. Some people big it up and they tell me that I did great and, I, and I'm very grateful for that. Um, I just feel like knowing what I've been able to accomplish in freestyle. I don't feel that it's my best, you know, and I feel like I could have done better. And when I watch it back, it's hard for me to watch it now, like because I repeated my name so much and I had a lot of filler and I was just trying to get through it. You know, um, I didn't like I didn't do what I thought I could do. So I've always said I wanted to go back. Um, and even now I'm like, well, I don't be freestyling now either that much. You know what I'm saying? I do in the studio. I'm coming up with stuff. Cool. Uh, but just the cypher style, the stuff that you would do on the radio station, I don't do. I'm, I'm still like not super dialed into that. So I would want to go back and do better. I just don't know. I might do, go back and do the same shit because I don't know if I got five verses just dri- ready to dial up on memory. You know what I mean? That I think are good cypher verses. So I don't even know, man, to be honest with you. Really, in, in the competitor in me wants to go back one day and do it um, and do it again. I, I want to do it again and I want to do it better because I feel like like I owe it to the motherfuckers that follow me and fuck with my shit. And I owe it to myself because when people come up upon that video and they don't know my shit and they don't know who I am, they dismiss me. And that pisses me off because I'm like, damn, bro, like, really, I'm better than this. I promise you I'm better than this. So I'd like to one day say I will go back and do it. That's that's my final word on that shit. I would like to go back one day. I don't know when I'll go back, but one day I will go back and avenge my performance because I felt it was subpar, me personally. Um But what I will say is that Sway afterwards told me, yo, man, I give you much respect. I give you props because very few guys come on these days and freestyle their the whole five fingers of death. Most people might go off the top a little bit, but they have a lot of verses segmented and ready to throw onto the beats. So for you to off the top the whole thing, 
he was like, he mentions it during the freestyle. Like, if you watch the video, he mentions it a couple times. Like, oh, this is going to be off the top the whole way. All right, fuck yeah. And he told me he respected that I did that. But still, at the end of the day, I just feel like it might have been more impressive if I could have, like, done what a lot of the other MCs do, which is go written, uh, you know, and, and maybe mix it up a little bit rather than off the top the whole entire thing. One day, I'll go back. I'll avenge that shit. Uh, shout out, Rob. I appreciate that. That's a good question. That's definitely, I haven't talked about that in a while. So that was a cool one to revisit. Uh, let's do, did we, we running, this is going to be the longest episode of the whole show so far. Let me fucking find out. Let me find out I'm half dead, but we're going fucking overtime. Let's do a couple more lines. Yo, Ben, it's your boy Denny from way up north in Canada. Wanted to personally thank you for the song breakdown of June and Dune June. Gave me goosebumps hearing uh, the origins of that story. And then uh, Plex coming in with the second portion of that. Uh, like you said, what an amazing idea, and uh, I always wondered uh, what the connection was, and now we know, so uh, loving it. Uh, that song breakdown portion of this podcast is probably the single greatest thing you do on it. Uh, yeah, I know it's a late edition, but keep that one coming because the insights and the personal touch really makes the connection with your fans that much stronger. So uh, I don't have a song breakdown request this week, I got to think about it. Kind of blew my mind with that one. So anyways, just wanted to drop you a line again. Uh, keep up the grind. Uh, appreciate it, man. And uh, maybe I'll come up with one next week. All love, Denny. Thank you so much for calling back. I appreciate that. Yeah, that was a good one to do. A lot of people hit me up about Dune. Uh, Dune. <laughs> I do want to see that movie, though. A lot of people hit me up about Dune, June, and June. Um, I definitely think those are two of the most highlighted records in our catalog. And and when it's all said and done, there'll be a couple of songs that I'm like the most proud of um, in the catalog, just for concept and execution and all that shit. So I appreciate that, brother. Thank you for hitting me back. Um, we got, let's squeeze at least, let's do one more. I mean, it really wouldn't be a full episode unless we get a fucking word from Spencer from Idaho. So go ahead, Spence, what you got? Hey, Rex, Spencer from Idaho. Um, I just wanted to know your thoughts on third verses. Uh, if you think that they're starting to go away. Um, if you think that their role in rap is like changing or going away, um, someone asked Fantano this question, and he he seemed not too concerned about it. Um, you recently played a sneak peek for us of a song that I won't n name um, that was really good, um, but it was lacking a third verse. Um, and I, you know, me, you know, me, I'm, I'm super greedy. I want more. So I'm like, man, where's the third verse? Like, it'd be so perfect right here. Um, so, so what do you think? Like, is our third verse is going away in rap? Do they serve a purpose? Do you think that purpose is dying out? What, what do you think? All right, Spence, that's a great question. That's one that like you don't hear a lot about either. Um, I've seen a few people complain over the first few years that we were on Strange about our songs being short. Um, which low-key we were ahead of the curve because now everybody's fucking songs are short as fuck. Um, there is... Okay. For Mayday specifically, what a lot of our records are two verses because it's two MCs. You know what I mean? So for us, like... Um, and also, we're, we're a little bit... When we get together, we're a little bit more like uh, less is more kind of situation. We're not like a... You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I'm definitely going to kind of wrap my ass off until the fucking cows come home kind of dude. But Burns doesn't really, like, dig that mentality for himself. So, um, and when we're together, 
when we both get to speak our piece, then it's like we feel like, all right, you did your verse, I did mine. And sometimes we try to mix it up and mash the verses up. But once we've done kind of one pass on either side, it feels a little bit like redundant to to stretch the song out even further. So a lot of Mayday songs end up being two verses because uh, by the time we have our instrumentation do its thing and then we both get a piece and the hooks, then it kind of feels like it's time to wrap it up. Um, I think... Uh, the reason why in rap you're seeing less third verses is really because the song length in general, people are going over that like they're 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 starting to focus more in on the short term kind of punk rock shit. If you listen to punk, a lot of punk rock, a lot of punk rock songs are not long. They're in and out under two minutes, under two and a half minutes, you know, um, where. I think that's happening in rap now. Rap's like experiencing it's kind of like punk rap era phase where like there's these little pieces and they're doing little fragmented songs and the formats are all weird and it's just different. It's not as like classically segmented as it used to be. Um, on the bright side, I'll tell you this. Um, the new EP I'm working on that's at just finished mixing right now, which would be Meridian 2 for Pressure Point, uh, I do have a third verse. I have a three verse song. I have two three verse songs on there. Oh my God breaking fucking news um i feel like i've gotten comfortable doing two verse songs with mayday so much that when i do my own solo records uh, i i almost feel like it's time to wrap it up after two verses you know uh but on these last two records that i did three verses i did feel like sometimes it is nice to really like buckle in for that third verse especially if the record is highly conceptual because sometimes you can't explain everything from start to finish in two verses you know so um yeah i don't know it's interesting man i really i like i can really speak for us the most i don't know what everybody else is thinking i just think lately um the overall consensus is that attention spans are lower than they used to be and uh people just want to kind of like get in and out of everything you know for better or for worse i definitely prefer the longer tracks um i'm i'm raised on you know pink floyd and fucking led zeppelin and shit like that long tracks fucking epic fucking opuses and shit you know my dad makes music that he has records of his that are seven to nine minutes a track like he loves long play shit so i'm definitely cut from that class too but i've just been groomed in a way to kind of like react to what seem people seem to enjoy and also just what the industry like trend is i guess but i think above all it's really the mayday the mayday element for us that kills the third verse it's really like i go burns goes and we wrap it up or vice versa you know so, um, yeah, I don't know. I think um, we probably see a resurgence. Everything has its phases. You know, everything comes and goes and comes and goes again. So I think eventually you might see these tracks. Like there's going to be a, a, a snapback from the shortening of songs. Then we're going to go into that. Okay, motherfuckers is out here doing seven, eight minute, ten minute tracks. You know, um, I think eventually that's got to come back. But uh, for now, it just seems like, yeah, lately that's been kind of the trend. But Hey, all I can say is Meridian 2 coming soon. It's, uh, we ju I just approved the mixes today. And um, I got two, three verse songs on there for your ass. Coming motherfucking soon. All right. Um, thank you guys for listening. That's episode 15 in the bag. I'm going to go die now. <laughs> I'm going to go fucking collapse. Um, I am. We're working on the new Mayday album is what I can tell you. Uh, we're, we're arranging Burns' next EP. Um, I just approved the mixes for my next EP. And uh, we're working on the Wrecking Crew EP. We just started that as well. So there's a lot going on, a lot of music. I'm trying to get my beat game back up. Um, 
I got a few things in the works. I'm trying to get my producer hat back on. So, uh, yeah, I'm just trying to do, just trying to do things. Leave, you know, leave my mark, man. I'm, so I appreciate everybody's support. I appreciate you guys listening to the podcast. Um, congratulations for making it to the end of the longest episode ever of the GTFOH podcast. Give yourself a fucking pat on the back. Yeah. Mm. God damn, you did it. You know how hard it is to make it through something that's 75 minutes long in this day and age? It's fucking hard, all right? It's it's incredibly hard. So give yourself some fucking props. I fucking love y'all. Be careful out there. Stay away from the beach. Wash your motherfucking hands. And you know what to do. Play the song. It's that time again. We gotta say goodnight. You know it's getting late Tomorrow is another day My friend All right, people It's time to go home Yep Losing time We're ready to head on out So let's go You don't have to go home But you can't stay here Now you're making me mad You're gonna make me swear Get the fuck out of here Finish up that beer You might as well call it a night, my friend So long, the Riva Deci Sayonara. Get the fuck out. Ciao. Good night. Bye bye. So long. Farewell. Get See you later, out. alligator. In a while, crocodile. Say good night. Get the fuck out. Get the, Get the fuck out of here. Get Come on, give me out. a fuck. Can I get a refill, please? Hey, get you, fuckface, get out of here! What do you fucking get got? Get the fuck out! Yeah, you! The GTFOH Podcast. Learn more at thegtfohpodcast.com. Just what the world needed, one more podcast. Get the fuck out of here!